You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the first podcast of its kind. You know, I used to say the only podcast of its kind, but we've had some people coming up lately, which I think is really awesome. So don't feel like this is the only place that you can go. There are many resources coming out. And why is this? Well, it's because we're all sick. So it's a good thing and a bad thing, just like life. But I'm proud to say that we got here first. So make sure you keep tuning in. What do we need? human connection and interaction, hope and fewer conspiracy theorists. When do we need it? Right now! But for reals, do you need a little light in your day? For at least one slice of your pie to go right. Welp, head on over to the resources page on sickbiz.com and scroll down until you see the red and blue PDF that gives you 75 ideas of jobs you can do from home. It was built in the sickbiz Facebook group by people who are actually doing these things. So you know they work. So you can work too. Give it a go. Let me know what you think and how you do. And Buddy just wants to let you know he approves too, because I know y'all can hear him with his big dog voice. Thank you, Buddy. My guest today is a human ray of sunshine. The second I saw her, I was drawn to her charisma and charm. You are going to love Mia Voss, too. She has a unique handle on life with her company, Mia on the Go, which represents women over 40 going on kick-ass travel adventures. Mia is a travel blogger, life lover, brand ambassador, spokesperson, social storyteller, burgeoning podcaster of shit we don't talk about, and she speaks with a focus on female buying power. Now she is here to share her journey with you. Please welcome my magnetic friend, dedicated life learner, Mia Voss. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm over here like, I feel fancy. That's awesome. Fancy. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for being here. This is just, this is just overdue. Spiritual kismet, man. Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, our friend Drew connected us and you can't get any better than that connection. No, Drew is like a pulsing heart in the world, just walking around on legs. That's like what he... <laughs> he truly is. He is. Yeah, I hope he's listening to this. But right now, people should know that he's actually recovering from a hurricane. Oh. I Isaiah? Isaiah? There I we go. That guy. That guy. From that one guy that messed it all up <laughs> on the East Coast. That guy. That's what we need in the middle of a pandemic is... <laughs> right. Hurricane force winds, right? Hurricane for force winds with, the, and you can't pronounce the name. Who came up with that? There's enough frustration right now. Is there a phonetic spelling? I don't. <laughs> so too many consonants and syllables. Dang it. Dang it. So let's get to know you though, because yes. you are a magnet. You are a bubble. You are a light, and um, every. You are, but every picture I see of you is like you're just this this force. 
it's, I don't know, you radiate. So how did you get here? Oh my gosh. Very carefully trial and error, the whole, (laughs) the whole nine. And we were talking about in the green room, which I love. I've, I have had to do the pandemic uh, shuffle and uh, a little <laughs> jaunt of, of, of the pandemic pivot, as we, we call it, because being a travel blogger is just not where it's at anymore. Uh, I, my new hashtag is dreaming of travel because, you know, oh. I, I look at my Google Maps, you know, my Google Maps locator and every day it's like, you're still you're still there. Oh, yep. You're still in that one spot in Denver. So, um, and that's been okay. I, that, I, I will say there was something I went to, to Africa last year, which was wow. amazing, life-changing in um, South Africa and Zimbabwe and came back in November. And of course had to really just sit in one spot for a while because that that's not an easy jaunt at all. It's about 24 to 36 hours of travel. And when I came back, just something kind of sat with me of like, just take it easy. Don't make any plans, just kind of sit. And I don't know if I had some kind of spidey sense of some quiet that was coming up, but I just didn't make any more plans. So in that sense, I was feeling a a bit um, ready for the hunker down. Um, Wasn't sure why though. It felt very unsexy at the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That spidey spiritual sense was tingling. Yeah. That's amazing. It's coming in handy. I, I did, I did, but again, it did not feel sexy, and it felt very uh, boring because there were so many of my folks Ugh. in my circles that were planning a lot of speaking engagements and travel things, and um, I have another business because I call myself the accidental multi-layered entrepreneur. <laughs> like, That's amazing. Like, okay, let's cake. try this. <laughs> yeah, I am like a like a, like a seven-layer dip, man. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> That's me. So um, I went back to focusing on my uh, my building inspection business, which is is very unusual. When I wasn't traveling, I'm on a job site bossing men around. Oh my God, that's amazing! Winning, yeah, <laughs> winning, and not in the Charlie Sheen way. We're winning. No, way. <laughs> no tiger blood. No tiger blood here. <laughs> no copious amounts of cocaine with that. Just me winning at, at my business. So there you go. You winning no cocaine. I like the new hashtag winning no cocaine. <laughs> totally. <laughs> my God. So what does travel do for you when you were when you were not grounded? Because you're grounded like we all yeah. are to our rooms. Yep. Go to your room and stay, stay, stay there and be happy about it. Um, travel yeah. at the time, it's, it was really born from a love of storytelling, which is so overused nowadays. It's about as overused as authenticity. Um, but but this, this, right, the storytelling bug, I really did get bit by, I started doing live streams and uh, online shows on Google Plus <laughs> way back in the day. Yay. <laughs> Google Plus, um, dude, right, dude. That's my bad ex-boyfriend. Google Plus. I had a breakup with him. He was like slinking around. Hey, girl. Hey. Do yeah. You hey, girl. Me? Yeah. I make promises I can't keep, girl. But that's cool. <laughs> that was Google Plus. Um, so I used God. to do a show. I think I started it in like 2013 or, um, yeah, like doing it's when you could you know do Google Plus and, and YouTube together. Uh, YouTube, you know, kept my emphasis. But it's because I was I had all these friends that were doing cool stuff. I'm like, why don't I, can we just, can you just come on my show? Like a guy that was my, that I went to junior high school and high school with turned out to be the mayor of my hometown in Champaign, Illinois. And, Crazy. you know, I just, 
thought that was so fascinating. So I brought him on and another friend that um, was with a, a, one, an HBCU uh, school, but had went to Harvard and decided to, to go with the Honorable Black College and talk to him about his journey. Um, so, I'll, so it's just because I love people's stories. So then I started doing the travel blogging in 2015 because I met all these cool people that I would talk to online. And then I thought, why don't I, why don't I go and tell their story? So it started with a trip to Italy in 2015. And then I just kind of kept going. Oh my God. That's amazing. I just have to say to my son, if he's listening, Joshua, Michael, you pay attention right now because you can do this. He loves travel. And I think there are certain people and you're probably one of them that travel is like a pulse for you. It's a part of you. And is it not stressful or, but, or is it more like, because we're going to get into ambiverting in a minute. Yeah. The the ambivert sitch. Yes, ma'am. But it it can be because I was traveling by myself. I mean, the first trip I took, I'd originally planned it uh, to go with a boyfriend and then kick that situation to the curb and then went by myself. So here I was, it was my 50th birthday and I'm rolling over to Europe for three weeks, um, kind of hopping from place to place. It was like, I had people that would just pick me up at the airport. My friend Nazim, who I had met online, he and his wife picked me up in Milan and was like, come back to our house and we're going to take you here. And so it was all these connections that, you know, I had made, but we're seeing in person. So there's of course some stress to it, but, um, and I would encourage your son too, because everybody's got a different viewpoint. I don't know how old he is, but you know, he's 26. Yeah. He's got a different, different viewpoint of, um, of, you know, bringing that in and then being somebody who hasn't experienced a lot that I have at 55 and now traveling is so interesting. Like the last big trip I took was going over, like I said, to South Africa and to see people's viewpoint of yeah. us as Americans. Oh, you just want to like sit in the back of the class and put your head under the desk. <laughs> I, I did. I'll tell you, I went to Canada for the, like right after in 2017. And uh, that was really interesting. Cause they were like, what's up y'all? Like you guys are a hot mess. And I'm like, that was three years ago. <laughs> like we're hotter now and we're messier now. Oh my okay? goodness. Do yes. you ever just greet people like, hi, I'm an American. I love McDonald's and my body BMI index is like, no, I'm sorry. No, That's it's terrible. So, I'll tell you what I did when I went to uh, Italy. So I went to uh, Canada and then I went back to Italy in 2018 and I, and I went to Rome by myself for five days. And uh, I didn't, first of all, I, I said very little, kept my mouth shut, just drank a lot of bubbles. I learned how to uh, order my Prosecco and my, my drinks and my food. And I just kept my mouth shut. And, um, you know, if I really needed to, I, I would have said I was Canadian, quite frankly, because I, I knew there was just a lot of vitriol. Um, cause you know, that's amazing. And also sorry, sorry. Oh, I live in a house. Yeah, and to all the Canadian people listening, you know what? Like we we sound weird too, so we yes, we make we, fun of ourselves as we well. We get it, yeah, yeah more than totally more do. than ever. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So 
you were going to travel for business. Let's talk about the ambivert thing for a minute because yeah. I think that's fascinating. You did bring this up in the green room. Mm-hmm. I've not heard of that word before, but oh. it ties in to who you are and your travel journey. So tell me about that. Yeah, and my speaking journey, um, and oh, yeah, and yeah. anything of even getting out there and being a networker and you know going to these things. So I. I I learned the phrase, um, well, the, the first time I started to realize that the disparity in what I thought I was and who I actually was, was my mom had given me a copy of The Introvert Advantage. And I was like, what a, um, and then I started reading it and I was like, holy crap, I'm actually an outgoing introvert. I just thought I was a really shitty extrovert for most of my life <laughs> because I am outgoing, but I get drained. Oh yeah. Right. And so I get cranky. I'm like, I gotta mm. get the, you know, GTFO out of here. And, um, and, and so when I was doing those shows, so these shows I was doing, it was every Friday, um, I would have multiple guests. And so it was like producing SNL almost. You'd start on that Sunday (laughs) and bring all the guests in and get the show notes. And, and then you do the show and, um, and then it would be Friday night and people would say, let's go out. And I'd be like, I'd go out for half an hour and be like, I'm out. And then I realized, okay, no, you can't go out on Friday nights. You're drained. No, I hate, I hate that culture. And I, and we have friends who are like, let's go out Friday, whatever. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. What kind of DNA are you built with? Because we are tired on Friday. We are like our claim to fame is like, we'll go because there's no kids in the house anymore. So we go to bed and it's still light out. And we're like, we're eight years old. We've now who's completed calling? the Remember? circle. Somebody calls at 9 30, like, who's that? You know, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I mean, it's my dad. Fun. Like, who is this? What do you need? Our son called last night and he was like, and it wasn't around 9 30. And, and I was like, what? I, who died? Like, yes. in a pandemic, it's a real thing. Like, it somebody is. could have. But Dude. Yeah. My pops called me on, on Friday night at 8.30. Now, he lives in the Midwest. He, he's been doing HelloFresh, the, the, the meal things. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. He sends me pictures of the meals at 5.15. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> yeah, means yeah, they yeah. have made and are eating this meal at 5.15. They probably call it supper. Um, so dad calls me at 8.30. I'm like, daddy, what's up? You know, like, I, he's like, no, that just, I'm like, woof, give me a little, give me a heart attack. Give so, yeah. Kick. So yeah. it definitely, uh, yeah, the, the, Pandemic has been interesting because, um, in a sense, it hasn't that that lack of going out all the time. Now I'm like, don't need to make excuses. <laughs> I, and so, some of us are like, this is okay. This is okay. It you is. Know? So you see the irony of me being called Mia on the go, which you know we <laughs> we talked about this pivot that I'm doing. I'm literally in the middle of rebranding, which is so messy. Yeah. And it was hard for me to even, you know, bring that out because I'm rebranding to Mia Vostot Live with our good friend Drew. And then he's also famous. launching. He is famous because he's fancy. He is so fancy. He's What's wearing his fancy pants right now. He is in his little <laughs> pandemic, no power situation. He's a prepper. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the irony. That's one thing um, I usually do with my, uh, any, because I, I also t- test drive cars. So what? That was something, yeah. That when was, was part this of the, gonna the, come out? I know. Sorry, I'm a little. That's the multi-layered part. 
<laughs> that's part of the lifestyle brand of the female buying power is the fact that this car industry, even though women are making 85%, if not more, of all oh, buying decisions, wow. overall buying decisions. Now, let me get this clear. Just because we're only making 85, 75, 55 cents on the dollar, depending on who you are, doesn't mean we're not making the buying decisions, not only for ourselves, but everybody in the house, for our friends, our pets, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and especially the older we get, we're not, they don't show us in commercials. They're not showing us, you know, we're not showing up in the market. So me being part of uh, getting mouthy, especially about cars. And there's that huge joke about women having to bring men with them to buy a car because they're not listened to. So, um, so yeah, I've been doing that for about four or five years. So I incorporate that a lot with my travel. Like if I, I went last year to, uh, where did I go to? Oh, to Plano, Texas, which was absolutely delightful. I have to tell you. Well, hot and, damn. Hot damn. That's right. I got to go see the, the, what's that? What was that show? That, uh, what was the show? Was it, was it Dallas? Yeah. With the house, you know? No the, way. The, the was it Dallas or Dynasty? Well, Dynasty too. That was that was uh, in that thing. But um, you know, one of the car companies gave me a car, and I used that as part of this, you know, journey of you know parlaying the car situation and the car. Um, I love that word and the the car experience, but from a female perspective. Okay, that is fucking gold right there. It, that, I, think, I really enjoy it, and it's 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 been an interesting journey, and I'm still using the cars. I use the cars a lot here in town uh, for, uh, like, I used it for the last election. I was like, who needs a ride to the polls, you know? Uh, oh, my and that God, was great. you're my heroine right now. Uh, Seriously, that's so, amazing. It's very fun to get clever and, and on what you can do to use your voice uh, for, for different things. So that's been kind of fun to, to still use that piece as well. Uh, with the cars, even though the Mia on the go piece. But what I was going to tell you is when I do the car reviews, I actually do zombie apocalypse ratings uh, anytime I travel, anytime I do the car reviews, because you know you never know when stuff's going to go down. You know what I'm saying no, you need to know you how don't. that car is going to do in a zombie apocalypse. You need to know how that country is if you're stuck during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> P.S. Italy is very zombie proof. Is it? They're used, yeah, they're used to marauders, man. They've got those those tall walls. You know, there's just there's very zombie proof. Do you need lots of places to hide in a zombie apocalypse? Like, what is the, what is the criteria for Ooh. rating? You know, it's everywhere from the safety. So, is you know, to, to the windows. Uh, are your windows on the first floor? Do they not have bars on them? Is it, how's your front door? Is your front door a bunch of glass panes that somebody's just you know you get you get ten, twenty, thirty zombies with that psi, <laughs> they're gonna come through. You know, you also need to think about cars that are gas efficient, rather others opposed to cars that are maybe not gas efficient but can roll over zombies. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. That is you incredible. Have to have skill sets, you know. Um, for me, I'm going to be the chop wood carry water gal because I, I can entertain people. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll be the jester and like I'll come <laughs> yes, to, I'll you like, and me. <laughs> get like seriously. They'll be like, "What's your job?" I'd be like, "I don't really have any usable." Skills skills. Um, I don't know. I can help you write your story. I can help you write your story. I can help keep you entertained. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. We'll be like the stage director in the zombie apocalypse. Like all of you pilgrims over here. I want the zombies there. You like. Who's, who has what skill sets? Haircuts? Haircuts? Make wine? Oh, you make bread. We'll yeah. be a lot of bread makers after this so pandemic. Much, so many bread makers. So <sighs> many. 
So you are not traveling now, okay? No. And you're pivoting. You're doing the pandemic, pandemic yeah. pivot. Yes, so ma'am. Are you traveling like locally still? Or are you just like not? Are you just battening down the hatches and you're done for a minute? I have battened down, but what I am going to do, uh, there's a couple different places that I just love, you know, depending on what's open. Um, there's a, a place that that's like has, it's a, uh, uh, like log cabins and covered wagons. And I did a, I did a story on them a couple years ago. So I'm probably going to take the car up there and go again. Um, there's another place that has little mini houses. So I live in Colorado, so there's just so much to do. And in that sense, uh, there's a lot of wonderful places. I have really stayed, uh, close just because our governor's been pretty good about, um, you know, we, we've actually been open for a bit, but, um, but I am staying at home just to, just to be safe. I have people in my family that are immunocompromised. So me sort of rolling around and, you know, (laughs) getting into adventures is not necessarily wise, uh, but road trips I, I'm going to be definitely taking. So, but what I have been doing is going back through all my content and resharing it and supporting a lot of the businesses that I've done work with. So resharing on Twitter, resharing my blogs, you know, just like for when things open back up, dreaming of travel, don't forget about my yes. friends at uh, Hills of Africa, my friends at uh, Live Italy, um, the friends up in Canada. It's so uh, just, it's resharing a lot of the content. This is the time to do it, isn't it? Yeah. When we have the downtime. So this is interesting yeah. because it, it kind of moves into more of a business oriented conversation then. What should we be doing during this pandemic? Like what are we ripe for doing? right now instead of like bitching and moaning and saying my business has changed and i'm afraid and i'm not sure what should we be doing right now well let me give you a shout out first of all on that resource i was so excited when i listened to your podcast with drew and i was like now that's that's a smart thing to add. I mean, doing what you're doing, which is one, giving resources to people. Start taking stock of all these things that you have in your toolkit, because Mm -hmm. right now it's pretty clear with what's going on with not only the pandemic, but with our racial revolution, because that's really what it is, is is we're going to start relying on community a lot more. So get familiar with your community. Quite frankly, figure out who your sheriff, your city council, what's going on with your schools, um, that can be a business thing because the big give right now is where it's at and um, people are going to remember you for that. So um, another thing that I love to encourage people right now is write reviews on Google. Take the time. Think about every restaurant you've ever been to, every picture of your food you've ever taken. Go back and post that on Google, Google Maps. It gives it. them so much good uh, juju yeah. and juice. Um, I have, um, I think I have like, I don't know, maybe 35 million views of the photos that I've taken on Google Maps because that's all I do. I go someplace, I write a review, I post all of the photos. You can post videos of yourself there. You can take pictures of stuff that you've ordered on, you know, DoorDash and that whole thing. So take the time to become an advocate for all the cool businesses because right now they're hurting. And when things open again, that's the first thing you do. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm on Google Maps. What's good around here? Right? Yeah, you know, that's true. And I love that you approach all of this with such hope too. Things are going to open again. They actually they are. And life might be a little different. It's you might have to, to mask yes, for yes. a while. But yeah. see, here's the thing. Like, Get I'm fashionable always, with your masks, by the way. I'm you, seriously. You a fashion accessory. What's wrong with y'all? Seriously. 
this is going to replace socks, okay, with bagels on them and green peppers and coffee Girl. cups and whatever. Like, wear your intention on your face, right? Love that. Yes, ma'am. Preach yeah. that. Preach it, right? Yes. That's what we have to do. And it's interesting. So then, and masks are teaching too, because we were at a caribou coffee. How Minnesota is that? for? (laughs) We was riding up on our most golden caribou coffee. It was delicious. And the lady is like, and I'm like, what are you saying? I can't. So then I realized like, I am a lip reader too. Isn't that interesting? Yes. The expression in lip reading. Yes. yes. And I've now- really enjoyed being in menopause though, that I don't have to worry as much about <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my face waxing. <laughs> like I don't oh have to worry God. about stuff in my teeth. I know. I t- you know, you what, I'm know what I told my middle gotta child. You got to find the gift, sis. You got to find the gift. You do. You know? I told my middle child, I said, you know, when I go into the home, you're in charge of shaving me. Okay, because <laughs> this dude, is gonna be I've had that real- conversation with people. Yes. I'm like, y'all better show up at that home if I'm in a coma, and you better bring your tweezers, folks. I know because don't don't let Mama have a mustache. Okay, no. that's not how I want to go out. I nope, want to be totally. remembered as like the <laughs> totally. So the ma- the mask advantage to that too is is yes. uh, there. There's a lot to it, but yeah, I I agree. I think this is going to be um, the the new normal for a while, and may as well just, you know, stop kicking against it and uh, figure out ways, yes, to, that you can go out safely to support businesses still. And then, you know, I love that, the thing that you have too, of the different ways that you can uh, make money. I've really enjoyed watching brands pivot. Yes. I've enjoyed watching um, the yes. folks that that I know uh, do it with grace and style. And then also, we, you know, we talked about this before we started. Also what, you know, the the soul searching that we're doing for our own ways that we've operated in society, whether that's, um, you know, kind of living in our own bubble of safety in our oh white bubble. God, I've I had to really I, I know. Mm-hmm, take a look at, you know, what's going on. A lot of people have called this the great equalizer. Well, it, it, it's not because there's some people who are getting a lot harder hit that are on the front lines that um, can't st- afford to stay home. So be aware of that too, of like what's going on for people around you, especially now with, you know, schools not opening. But y'all, opening. Yeah, no, seriously. And I'm not judging at all. I'm just saying like, I'm fearful enough that I would be like, this is Little House on the Prairie. I'm your teacher, Mrs. Lemon Verbena. And you sit down, okay? Because <laughs> that's what Miss What's-Her-Face. What's-Her-Face? I can't remember. Little uh, Laura Ingalls? Yes, the teacher. Oh, what was her? Yes, oh, yes, yes. But I she wore Lemon Verbena because... Or verbena, or verbena, yes, 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 yes. I'm that old. I know, right? But that's what would be like. School is in session, right? And that bring out the ruler. I mean, we're going old school with that. You possibly an abacus? (laughs) (laughs) I could find an abacus. Like you're in third grade. Are you doing abacus yet? Is that too advanced? Oh, so you. But you have experience pivoting with your brands. You've got Mia Connect, the social media strategy company. The Mia Connect. Power Chat, which is what you talked about for YouTube, yeah, had over 100 episodes and 500 plus guests, which that, that is a so streak. Fun. Most podcasts and shows like that just kind of wither up and blow away yeah. after 
what are they saying after like 50 episodes, 20 episodes? Something like that. Yeah. 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 So it think- took it out of me though, sis. I got to tell you, that's why I had to take for a break for, for quite a while um, because the platform was so difficult with Google Plus. And then we mm. had Blab. Um, StreamYard now has is, is been uh, really great. But yeah, probably one of my most fun guests, I don't know if I told you this, was uh, Temple Grandin. Oh, yeah. who's, um, she is the, the authority on, uh, she, she's actually a professor here um, in Colorado, but she's a uh, high-functioning autistic. Mm. And they've done a HBO movie on her, and she's just, mm-hmm. she's just amazing and fascinating. And that was one of my favorite, favorite um, interviews for sure. So, but the, awesome. but the pivot has happened quite a bit. Um, a lot of it because of my, my building inspection business and since, since I've had since 2001, uh, you know, 2009 came rolling around and let me tell you something that was mm. the ultimate in SmackDown for so many folks. Oh yeah. That was um, bad. You know, I didn't, I didn't work, I didn't work for three years in the building inspection business because, you know, I was working on things that they stopped building. So I did have to pivot and get into social media and then more into the lifestyle and the travel blogging. Um, But always keeping that business going because as God is my witness, I'm not going out without money. So I'm, I'm multi-layered and I'm unapologetic about it. I think people need to be unafraid to have multiple revenue streams. And it's okay to ask even in a pandemic, it is okay. So talk about some of these survival tips. And the reason that you have survived is that I want to say first is your good attitude, but I also know you confronted anxiety too. Yeah. And that, and all of this is all of this. Did any of it bring up, bubble up any of the old anxiety? Like, oh, I want to lock myself in a room and I don't want to do anything or. Yeah. Oh gosh, you know, I, I think everybody's, I think anxiety, can, I mean, it, what's interesting for me, one, one part of my journey is that, um, and I was listening to Drew's podcast, which I have to highly recommend y'all go listen to oh, the, so good. the Anxious Truth. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even talking with Drew helped me realize a, a couple of, um, you know, things that I hadn't even, uh, I just had, you know, shut away. And so I had panic disorder. And I was listening to Drew talk about his experience. Mine showed up the same way. Like I'm just this 21 year old in 1986 and thinking life's all that in a bag of chips. And I had this like huge uh, panic attack at, at a office meeting out of nowhere. And it was oh. like, what the actual fuck was that? Right. So when you're, yeah. you're, it's in the eighties, you don't know, nobody's talking about it. You can't Google it. Right. Oh yeah. So, you're just like, well, I'll die right here in front of everybody. That's oh, fine. it was awful. And then you, like Drew was saying too, you worry about when's it going to hit again. And then you start to modify your life so that you're not in situations. So um, mm-hmm. then I moved to New York City when I was 23 and Jelly. it became, oh gosh, was it fun? It was fun and scary. I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I just on a whim moved to New York and, you know, from Illinois, from the middle of the, the middle of the Midwest. So, um, you know, then the panic disorders, the, the anxiety really, really came in hardcore. So I did start on uh, Ellaville at the time and went for some therapy and, but that really shuts down a lot of different things too. So you modify your life. I quit college because my anxiety was so bad. Even being on medication, it really changed a lot. Um, it it stunted a a lot of, a lot of things for me. And then, uh, really got a handle on it in the early two thousands because I was tired of, uh, I was tired of being panicked. And I, I realized I also wanted to do public speaking. (laughs) 
It's, is- it, well, you know what though? The supports that like we walk towards our triggers. So, yes, you know, when you're so exactly. afraid, you're shutting everything down. You want the yeah. opposite of that. You're like, well, I if I could just be it. here, oh, it takes yes. you down. Yeah, it really yeah. did. And so I, um, you know, one of the the tools that I use is um, a beta blocker. Uh, so I have, I take something called propranolol. I do keep it on hand. Now this is just me. So I'm going to be very, very clear about that. Everybody's got different ways they deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. CBD also helps me uh, tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with that, I'll, I'll tell you something uh, as far as anxiety, but that, that does help me with the propranolol when I'm going to go do these really big speaking gigs because I agree to a speaking gig. Uh, I've done keynotes of, and you know, emceeing and things like that. I agree to it the day of, I'm like, why did I agree to this? And then I get through it and it does pretty well because what that does is helps me not have my heart shoot out of my throat in the top of my head. Um, so once I get my heart under control, then I can go on, on, but I also practice a lot before I go do anything that's Mm -hmm. public speaking. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like repeatedly, I sound like I, and you know, have a screw loose when I'm I'm getting ready for that. Um, but <laughs> I highly doubt that. But you didn't practice this at all. And look at how look at how no. flawless. Look at how effortless this is. We've we, you know we love got, podcasts though. I do I do yeah. love talking to people like you because I've you know like I said I you know we connected right away and so it, it's it's a testament to what you're doing and how you are that I felt comfort level as well. Oh, well, yeah. shut your face. You shut your face. <laughs> you right? shut your you come face. here so I can you hug can. you. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. Oh my but God. We, what's been interesting that I did realize with in the last year and then the pandemic kind of really brought it up is that I thought I only had panic. Hmm. Um, and then I realized, especially after taking CBD, it's another controversial thing for some people, but it really works for me. It's helped me a lot with, with a lot of the stuff with menopause, um, is that I actually had anxiety and that was low grade. And that had, that dealt with a lot of busy chatter mind and things like that. The minute I'd wake up and I still have it to an extent, I'm like, I would put on the mantle of the, the, the weight of whatever, dumbass thing I'd said or did or hadn't done or the goal I didn't meet or whatever. And I realized that anxiety had been silently with me quite a bit, but Mm -hmm. I always thought Mm -hmm. I just had panic and I had that under control because I only had panic when I was doing speaking. Interesting. Okay. So, so kind of dissecting those anxiety is like apologizing for existing in the world. It's, it's second guessing. It's, I'm so sorry. It's a big elephant in the room too. It is really a big elephant. And panic is more like, these are the, the staccato moments that punctuate your life, right? Yeah. Up and up and down. Right. 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 Like that's a, the panic can be the really sharp. Now for some people, panic can be, uh, out of nowhere, mine is triggered by specific things. So even like being at a networking event and they like everybody go around and say something around the room and say something about fuck themselves. That shit. Who Ew, the that- fuck is doing that anymore? <laughs> Stop Not doing anymore. that. Thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. It could, Thank you just, for that small gift. Should that have I don't- always been an email. Just it, saying. Totally. Right? Yeah. Just just oh, get that. Like, but God. that would make me get 
jittery about that. Oh, and too. then, um, yeah. you know, even, you know, these, these speaking things, probably one of the, the biggest one that I that did was the keynote called um, moving from surviving to thriving. And that's when I, I, for the first time ever spoke on stage about coming from extreme trauma as a child um, yeah. that I never really talked about. Shame is so powerful, sis, right? Really Shame is. can, and that's why even the panic disorder was quite shameful oh, at the shame. time too. Yeah. So. And I, and I understand that because shame, it, it's not just shame. Shame is a morpher. Shame manifests. Shame Ooh, is, you know, sneaky. it is a sneaky bastard and it will, it is like, it just snuggle up to you and you'll be like, Oh, shame. Mm-hmm. You know what? I know you and this is who I am and you're my I identity. You. Yeah. yeah. Let's be buddies. Let's wear mm-hmm. that don't fight shirt. You know, that kids wear like yes. that's shame. You're in the shame shirt right now. Yes. But, so you have, you have done so much, and I want to touch on this, um, and this will be our, our last little bit because I know and we could literally talk for days. We, we had we, it going. We, we, we were like an outboard motor, just, just started up. <laughs> and we talked for 15 minutes before we even started, folks, so we can did. you imagine? We're going to do this again. We're going to we come will. back. We're going to have you talk about, Please. come back and talk about your childhood, if you're open okay. to that, because yes, ma'am. I would like to dive more into that. Um, this is another thing that people can do during this time when it's quiet. This is the time to get it right in your head and get it right in your heart. You are being is. gifted, right? Because isn't there always, there's always that other side of the sword. So mm-hmm. there's not, there's not like, oh, everything sucks and it's horrible. And that's the end. Yeah. There's the other side of everything sucks and it's horrible. But what is the gift in this? Yeah. So this is the soul searching piece right now is, is kind of overused as that is there really is some time to, to have those uh, times when, when you're not filling the, it with a cacophony of plans and yeah. shooting yeah. because Ugh. you really can't, you know, you can always find something to should your pants about, but um, shut your pants, <laughs> you should your pants, stop shooting your pants. Right. Um, but, but the, but the time of reflection is, oh uh, and God. I've really been doing a lot of that of, of, um, and, and in this time I've discovered that I've become a lot more of a mouthy activist and you can see a shift in my, um, in my brand itself too, with a lot of the things that yeah. I'm starting to bring up that I'm not, um, shameful about anymore. And that part of it is learning more of, uh, how much I wasn't showing up for race relations, Black Lives Matter, uh, for being an advocate. Yeah. And how much I had to learn. I thought I had it all that in a bag of chips. And then pretty much I feel like from May 25th, which was when we learned about George Floyd, that same weekend was Amy Cooper. So then we learned a lot more about liberal white fragility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember Amy Cooper was the one in the park. In Central Park. Yelling at the black gentleman who just was actually living and breathing and being a human in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and stepping to her, which, you know, quite frankly, white fragility loves to get super offended by that. So that's been part of my journey as well to, to really dig into that and to be unashamed. And, and if it's not 
resonating for folks, then they're not going to follow me anymore. And that's okay too. So that's just part mm -hmm. of my journey. So I appreciate you bringing that up of what people can do right now of, you know, getting solid and tighten up right about what they believe in. I love that. And that, and that helps the shame. Shame then dissipates a little bit because some of the shame mm. happens. And it's interesting when you touch on your white fragility, a part of this, and a lot of people stop at the point where they get angry and shameful at themselves and they go away and they go back to their lives because mm -hmm. it's so easy to say, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do this. But then when you start feeling threatened about decisions you've made, you shut it down and you just go, well, that's it. I can't do it. Or you're yeah. ashamed and you you can't talk about it or you totally. feel like you can't talk about it. You're still going. You're still walking into the fire. You're like, I'm going to walk on these coals. I don't have any yeah. skin on my feet anymore. I'm going to walk on my yeah. bones now. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep going. Yep. And I think it's seeing from the perspective of what our uh, friends of color, BIPOC, uh, black friends of, are going through is that yeah. they don't have that luxury of getting tired and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, we cannot and say we're tired. Are you kidding no. me? We can't say we're tired. We can't nope. say we're, all we can do is we can learn Mm -hmm. We can absorb and we can shoot it out the way it needs to be. But tired? Yes. No, we don't. We don't nope. get that luxury. Nope. And no. I told you in the, uh, before we started. I live in Aurora, Colorado, which right now is the hotbed of a shit show of racial inequality with our police. It's it's quite oh. unbelievable. So God. so I'm in I'm in that. But then also really speaking out about Breonna Taylor for forgotten folks. Obviously Elijah McClain was know, here and too. Let's talk about Elijah for a minute because some people. People don't know about him. No, they don't. And it's almost a year. And, you know, unfortunately, this young gentleman was here in Colorado last August and had a face mask on because he had some anxiety. And that's how he would go out. And he went out to get a soda for his brother and someone called the police on him. And even though they said he's not a threat um, yeah, that's a whole other show about white folks calling the police. Stop using it as your anxiety line of you're uncomfortable. Right. You don't get mm. to do that anymore when you, you don't have get anxiety. You, nah. just, you get to sit with your own feelings. You suck it up, buttercup. I don't want to hear your bullshit. So, um, Love so yeah, so much. <laughs> so, and I know you're feeling it too. So, you know, that yeah. is something that I'm really trying to hold. I just did a post about it, um, the other day and I'm, I'm naming our city council folks. I'm naming our mayor because they, they, um, they killed this young man. They gave they, they, uh, they put him in a chokehold, and then they gave him a huge amount of ketamine, um, which I guess was legal here. So there's so much reform that's needed, and that's not the only really crazy thing that's happened here. And uh, one other thing that happened in Aurora: white police officer so drunk in his patrol car, he passes out with the engine running, his foot on the brake, the car in gear, uh, and his gun on his holster, and he is not charged. Yeah, that oh, happened here, girl. So outrage is real. You, it, I know. I so, know. And I'm just encouraging everybody who's listening to also. There's these stories in your town. There are, and there, you know, and there, it's not. The stories are in your town. We're not shooting your pants, okay? But we, no. but we are saying. Just be open. That's it. Just listen. Just be open. Just be open. Amen, sis. Yeah. Amen. We're all on a journey. We're all in these different spots. And, and yeah. you and I are a little more balls deep in this journey because we're starting <laughs> to do that uncomfortable work of saying, oh my gosh, I shouldn't say that. 
you know, or yes. I should change my, uh, I should change my, my language on that. We talked about not saying spirit animal. Um, I remember a couple years ago, I had said the word, um, uh, that I got gypped on something and my friend was like, Oh honey, that's a, that is pejorative. That's you don't say that. That's you referring don't say to gypsies, that. and right. And so I had to learn no. that too. And so, but I, I will say, coming to people um, on the side and calling mm-hmm. them in rather than calling them out. Now, there's some folks that just need to get called out. Let's just say that. That you need to leave the know, building, sir. Take your yeah, yeah take uh, it, yeah, take it, take your, take your Budweiser mm-hmm. flag and leave the building. <laughs> yes, <and you're>, yes. <laughs> But I can appreciate somebody saying, oh, did you know X, Y, Z? And like, no, I didn't know that. And then you just move right past it. Yes. There's not shame-based. It's learning-based. It is learning-based. And that's the key. That is the key. Mm-hmm. And so our responsibility is to remain calm and have the conversations. That's yeah. the hard work that we get to do. Everybody yes. else who is the subject of systemic oppression has far harder work to do. Climbing yeah, and out stop of asking that. them to explain it to you yeah, because no, they don't need you, to trot their story out just to make you feel better. No, and you got Google, man. So you get, but I think it's in, it's like we all have Google. Don't tell me you don't have it because you're. A I call liar. that. I call that GIB. Google a bitch. Google a bitch. GIB <laughs> for life. Okay, so um, it's interesting. We touched on a, a couple of things, which so I want to talk about menopause, but I think we're going to have to have you come back to talk about that because I love talking about menopause and the fuckery that becomes your body. Lord. I love it. I just yes, yes, seriously. But mm-hmm. you talked about Elijah wearing mm-hmm. a mask. Yes. Okay, because he was anxious. So I yeah. think this piggybacks on what he was doing for his anxiety and how if you are a person of color or a black person that even wearing a mask to try and get through your anxiety can make you a target yeah in stores out in public that's something yeah it's it is things that we need to know and we can't shy away from that uh i just I'll, i'll send you the tweet it was so interesting there was a um, a man who is a singer and he was pulled over because he had the temporary tags on his car, black man. And he said, he said, it was so interesting. I'm used to this. He goes, I, I'll get pulled over for anything. And he said, and I looked over and there's this little white lady across the road and she's got her phone out. And he said, she sat there and filmed us for 15 minutes until that police officer left and then was like, are you okay? Um, and so she, t- she took that time to become an ally for him, which I know some people like and don't like that word, but he really liked it. And he's like, look at this little crazy white lady over here filming me. <laughs> He's got her phone out, you know, and I just loved that of like, that's other things we can do to become advocates and uh, step outside of our bubble to, to, if you, if you are going down the street and you see someone that is pulled yes. over, um, yes. just stop and um, don't have a fit. That's me. I get super mouthy. You can't do that. You got to remain calm because it's not going to come back on you. It's going to come back on whoever that is. That's the center of attention for that uh, right. police officer. But just sit and they call it stand in the gap. That's what they call it. Okay. Stand in the gap. Just so, stand in the gap for that white savior. Look that up too. Don't be a white savior. Oh, yeah. I had to learn about that too. Oh, and yeah, then I was too. like, because I used to be one. Hillary, <laughs> you are a white savior. Please yes. hand in your badge now. Oh, now it's, it, it's seriously, it's interesting. So we've gone all over the place. We have. In we had this, a lot to go. We had a lot to go over. But I think it's interesting because the common thread here is that you're a pivoter. 
You yes. are Ross from Friends with the couch. Pivot. 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 <laughs> That's totally. who you are. And yeah. but whether you're pivoting in your business, whether you are pivoting in what you're doing in your travel and you can't do that anymore. So you're going to pivot mm -hmm. in a different way and take yeah. road trips. Pivot it to support. Pivot right. to support. You're yes, pivoting to support civil rights. Yes. I mean, you are a pivoter. And I think that is really critical. A lot Come of us with right me. now. Come with me, folks. Come with me. Join I me. I feel like, are you going to start like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory stuff? <laughs> Come with me and we'll be. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Don't know the words, but I was with you. <laughs> Something chocolate. I said good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, it was amazing Thank to you, have sweetie. it. To you have are. You. Oh, I'm so honored to know you. And you're my new friend now. I am. I am. What did you call me? Your new water cooler. Yeah, you're my new water cooler buddy. Yes, my yes, friend. I am. We're going to talk will, about that. <laughs> yes, we're going to be, I will be launching the shit we don't talk about podcast, which I have to say there is a little bit of shame. Like, do I really want to use that as a swear word? I'm like, yes, I do. Because it is literally menopause was the, the, the start of why I wanted this podcast yes. because I started going through menopause and I was like, wait, this is shit we don't talk about. You know what I want to say about menopause right now, what I didn't know is your boobs can get sore like you're pregnant. Son of a. Mm. Like one for three days, I was like, Girl. what the fuck is this? What the actual? This is not what the actual. And so that, and, and on the subject of swearing, and I know we have to wrap up, but I'm just, I guess, apparently going to do this with you. So yes. on the subject of swearing, as I put my hair up in a bun on my head. Here she goes. She means business, folks. I mean business right now because the hot flashes are surging. <laughs> not, and they're not pleasant. Surge. No, they're, they're not. not. I have my menopause fan you right do. here. You have ready your to throw down. From Japan, your menopause. My menopause fan from Japan, folks. That's right. It's old school. <laughs> like it flips out. It's it's fabulous. So, but I think that's amazing that you're talking about it because nobody's talking. And why? And it why makes people nobody... uncomfortable. It right. makes people uncomfortable. And I think right now this is the time too that these uncomfortable com uncomfortable conversations. I mean, starting from. You know, really the Me Too movement when a lot of yeah. these shit we don't talk about was so covered and steeped in shame and right. then shame because you didn't say anything or shame because you did say something. Oh There's God. also going to be this this time period, of, of speaking of periods, of talking about, I mean, that half the population is women and yeah. we're not talking about that half the population is going to go through menopause, half the population is having a period pregnancy, all these shame-based things. And I'm not saying it because it just wanted to be a vagina monologues about these things. It's right. that everybody needs to be listening. We do. And we need to be over the, I don't buy tampons for my wife bullshit. Oh, I'm out here. How much of the supers when I was still having a uh, yeah, period? You know what right. I'm saying? Hey, like, how much are these jumbos, folks? Right. I'm menstruating. Does anybody care? Because I don't because I'm a functioning human. That's okay. Right. So That's on right. the, so I have to tell you on the subject. So my mother of, of swearing. So my mother is, what the hell year is it? Okay. So she's 70. Okay. okay. She was this funny and she is this splashy woman. She retired and became a playwright. Like she's amazing. Wow. So- yeah, like so her she, already. Oh my God, she's incredible. So she never used to swear. Never used to swear. So I'm talking to her the other the other day and I let the F word fly out, you know, and yeah. like it's the big secret, you know. Yeah. Ooh, I swear. And my mom goes, you know what? I will tell you one thing with absolute certainty. 
every day I use the F word, but I might use it in a different way. I might preface it with that orange blah, 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 the, and whatever. And I was like, mom, yes, welcome. <laughs> she is here. <laughs> yes. Just now joining the program is your mom. <laughs> So shout out to Ellen Olavsky. Like, you yes. kick ass. You kick all the ass. <laughs> oh, man. I like her already. Get, get into it. Join in. The water's fine. Get in. The water's fine, man. Oh, it just bless. is. Yeah. Bless so it. you're amazing. Keep, you are. Keep being Thank mouthy. Um, I love that. Own the mouthiness. Buy a shirt. Design a logo. You know, yeah. just Do own the it. Thing. Yes. Do the thing. Yes, yes, yes. Keep being thank that you, force sis. in the world. Well, thank you so much. Like, I'm just honored to have you here. This was good. I needed this. It was good for me. Good. Awesome. <laughs> me too. Me too. You want to do something? Yes. Do it. You dream it, implement it, something's not working, shift. Mia Voss is the pivoter. She is the Ross on Friends. She is the proof that you are the architect of your life that you hold the blueprints and can reinvent yourself as many times as you desire. There's a niche out there for you. Your people are out there, the ones who want to hear your story. They will even look up to you just because you get a little mouthy or a lot mouthy.